Across the city and South Cambridgeshire. On FM, digital and your mobile. Cambridge 105 Radio. From the terraces on Cambridge 105 Radio. And welcome back to another week of From the Terraces. Uh, plenty of football, plenty of guests and uh, probably plenty of confusion because of pre-recorded interviews again, but we'll get through that. A terrible week uh, for uh, for United. Uh, and uh, They get through to the next round of the Cup, but to be honest, didn't deserve it. Bit embarrassing to watch Curzon Ashton go out, who did deserve to win that one. We all hoped for better at the weekend, but equally as poor, if not worse, performance against Accrington Stanley had them booed off the pitch and uh, Mark Bonner berating fans for booing. More on that when we talk to Matt. A great win for Cambridge City as they down uh, Chase Town um, in a 1-0 win. Nine-minute penalty from Daniel Cotton, who's now got three goals in three games for them. Uh, Histon, unfortunately, although they went up to legally, went one up to what league leaders uh, Rugby Town, and then played the second half against ten men, managed to uh, not uh, not be able to win that one. Two one loss. We'll be talking to Lance later on. And then in the women's football, uh, I don't believe there's a game for Cambridge City. We'll talk uh, briefly about that uh, and the loss of their manager. Um, and uh, United are hopefully about to start in an hour against Hounslow, still on that game, although the uh, City game against Hounslow was postponed last week. Hopefully they've got a side. You can get in touch with us all the usual ways. You can text on 07919 070490 or you can email studio at cambridge 105 .co.uk. So plenty to talk about. We'll start, as we usually do, uh, with Cambridge United. So after the uh, potential difficulties we had uh, last week, but they didn't actually materialise uh, while he was on his way to Braintree, Matt's now ill, so he's apologised in advance if he coughs and splutters his way uh, through this interview. But Matt, are you there? Hey, Tim, how are you doing? Yeah, not too bad, not too bad. Is this an illness brought on by watching Cambridge United over the last two games, I'm guessing? Yeah, absolutely, <laughs> I think it is. <laughs> uh, I... It's it's difficult to so let's it's difficult to know where to start so we'll do, we'll obviously do it in chronological order. Um, the second the uh, second game against Kershaw Ashton after a, uh, a typical cup tie uh, at the uh, the previous weekend, where um, Kershaw Ashton played well, we made lots of chances but didn't score any, uh, and uh, Mannion managed to uh, pull a great save off in the dying seconds of the game to take it to. Uh, a replay um, and A, we could have done without the replay and B, you know, you put that many chances um, and you've got to score them. We've said it over and over again. It seems to be the problem now, um, but we couldn't manage it. Uh, and fair dues to Curzon Ashton, they defended brilliantly um, and uh, they, uh, they, they, you know, they deserved everything they got out of that one. They come to the Abbey on Tuesday evening and we have to sit through 
uh, probably, well, well, we'll come to Saturday's game in a second, but probably the most turgid game of football I've seen in a long while. Uh, and as it got colder and colder, we just thought this is going to go to extra time because it's getting colder, and indeed it did. Um, and um, they should have won it in extra time. They should have won it overall. Uh, and we get to penalties... And the only thing we do right is score the penalties. Two things about it. It's embarrassing. Uh, I really felt that Kers and Ashton deserved that. Yeah, they didn't score the penalties, but they did enough in full time really to get a better result out of it. They go home with no money or not very much money and uh, the disappointment of going out on penalties. Um, the only good thing that came out of it is we really decided not to celebrate too much because it would have just been embarrassing had we made a big thing of winning on penalties. Um, I, I don't know whether you were there whether you saw it but a, a terrible second performance against Curzon Ashton Matt yeah I, I was there unfortunately Tim and I really wish I had gone Tuesday um, as you say uh, absolutely embarrassing it, it was incredibly incredibly poor um, I know we're struggling in the league and you know you know the performances have suggested that and you know we can't buy a goal for love more money right now but for the way that we played on Tuesday against the Conference North side, and you know I, I completely agree with you, Tim. And you know, especially in the second half, I thought you know Curzon were the better team, and uh, you know had good chances themselves. And if they actually had a striker who could put the ball in the back of the net, um, they'd have won the game. You know, and quite deservedly as well. We we were just slow. We were just slow to every ball. The passing was just, you know, going absolutely nowhere. We didn't spread the play. There was no intent at all in, in terms of our attacking play, trying to move the ball quickly. And, you know, for the the first half and, you know, for most of the second half, I have to say, you know, I never thought that we could see the goal. And then I think it got to about the 65th. 70th minute and then I thought oh, you know when they started getting back in the game and started creating some really really good chances um, I thought oh we're going to struggle here and um, you know fortunately Will's not really had to pull off a, a save to make at all and um, as you say going into extra time and we just we just do absolutely nothing in extra time I mean it was just a, an absolute waste of everybody's time but even playing it because we just went through the motions I won't say we were played for penalties, but, you know, we won't play for much else. And, uh, you know, Curzon, as you say, Tim, you know, they, they were incredibly unfortunate. They deserved a lot more out of it. And it's just a shame that, unfortunately, they took two really bad penalties in the penalty shootout. And we took four perfectly good ones. And like you said, it was the only good thing that we did in the in the game. Um, it's absolutely embarrassing. It was, Tuesday night's performance was completely and utterly unacceptable for, for this football club. Yeah, absolutely. And it, it leaves us in this, this difficult position that what was only to be uh, three, possibly four games uh, has now become a, a six-game month. And, it, you know, we could definitely do without that, given the, the tales of where we have elsewhere. Um it, we're up against Grimsby, uh, a fortunately a home game on Saturday. Uh, and if we, well, if we play like we did against Curzon Ashton, against a team that, let's not forget, they beat Plymouth in the uh, 
uh, in the FA Cup and not just beat them, they absolutely destroyed them 5-1. And I've been in and looked and, and it wasn't a weakened side, particularly uh, Plymouth. Uh, I looked at the uh, Plymouth uh, post-match report and he just said the players weren't up for it. They felt that they were going to win it easily. OK, so complacency, but you know, <laughs> you don't beat Plymouth 5-1 unless you've got a good team in there. Um, so, you know, we, we should fear the Reaper, we should fear the next round and, you know, this idea that we get to the third round and get a decent tie, um, you know, it, it's going to be hard work. Um, at least it was when we went, uh, when we when we played the Curzon game on Tuesday. Um, l- let's talk about Saturday because you, I... I I don't even you can't it's difficult to find the words and I know uh, the uh, Twitter and and, and uh, social media and uh, f- uh, bulletin boards are all are all awash with it um the, this this debate about whether you boo your team or you don't boo your team I go and I support my team and yeah I'll shout at them yeah I'll get frustrated uh, but I'm not going to boo the team off the pitch I think that's uh, you know they, they don't set out to play badly they don't set out to lose they don't set out to frustrate fans they're as frustrated they're as upset by that and adding to it by booing them I don't really think achieves anything uh, if that makes me a happy clapper then fine I, I recognise the massive, massive problems uh, we've got at the moment because we've got a team that it just doesn't look like they can win. The confidence has disappeared. The the performances have gone. The it, it, it's like it, it's like it's like they, there's no energy left in them at all. Um, it's completely taken out of them. Um, and, and the interesting thing is, it's only what a, f- a few short we- what three weeks ago that we beat Wickham in a historic first win in 21 years at uh, at Wickham, and not just that, a brilliant a brilliant performance. And yet now we're reduced to what you know what many people are saying is probably the worst game they've seen from Cambridge for a massive amount of time I can't remember the last time what six games of football since we scored at whole uh, scored at home three goals in the last six or seven games and that was all in the Wickham uh, the Wickham mm-hmm. game we've got Smith Ironside and Nibs who you know, scored a bag full between them last time. Who I think you put them in front of an open net and they'd be missing it at the moment. They just cannot seem to do anything right. The only saving grace, apart from the the goal yesterday, was that at least the defence had got better and we weren't shipping stupid goals. And therefore, you know, we may not have been winning, but uh, you know, we, we we we're at least not giving goals away anymore. But overall, worse than Tuesday. Yeah, absolutely atrocious. Um, uh, an absolute disgrace of a performance yesterday. And while I'm not a booer myself, Tim, I think you know after watching the two games on you know this week, I I completely understand why people would you know would boo those performances. And you know, yeah, people will turn around and say, oh, it doesn't help the team, it doesn't help the players. But at the end of the day. You know, they're very, very quick to ask for our help when they need it, you know, and the chips are down and things like that. You know, you you have to take the, the rough with the smooth. And, you know, one of the things, as you say, you know, you had a, a very good performance at Wickham, which got us three points and three goals. You know, a decent performance, fighting performance against, uh, you know, Peterborough in the derby. And then a really good performance where we should have won. 
against Bolton, where, you know, everybody was behind the team. And, you know, they're the three games that I wanted to pick out because when you look at the, you know, the amount of passion, the amount of fight, the amount of spirit and battling in those three games, that's when you get your fans on side by playing like that. We don't expect to win every single game, but if, if the players played like that, uh, you know, in in the games this week, they would have been booed off. You know, the 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 fans would have got behind, you know, got behind them and cheered them on and tried to do something. But the thing is that the performances are completely unacceptable this week. Completely unacceptable. And if they can't stand up and turn around and take the criticism that because they haven't put the performance in, it, then it's no, you know, no good. Something needs to change, and it needs to change desperately because, as you say, you know, the players are, you know, they're not performing. They are, they, they are. Some of them are shattered. You are right, but they've got to keep going. They, they have to keep going. And if it's that bad, and it really is that bad, why, why are we not using our youth team? Why are we not bringing some of the youth team players in and just giving us that little bit of youthful exuberance? Just something, you know, to try and prove points to to the manager and the others. You know, they, it, it's interesting that Atkinson yesterday had players, you know, massive amount of injuries, probably just as many as ours or more, and yet they seem to find players from out of somewhere, and they all played completely out of their skins yesterday. They they absolutely embarrassed us. You know, they were fantastic, Atkinson. They ran hard. They played to their strengths. They worked really hard for each other. And then they got the goal, and then in the second half, they completely killed the game. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I mean, it is interesting because they, they came with a game plan and they executed on the game plan. And yes, that adds to the frustration. And we'll come back to the referee at the end because I think that's the worst refereeing performance, one of the worst refereeing performances I think you'll ever see. But more on that in a minute. The. Uh, I yeah I get I get the frustration and I get why people want to show their uh, their, their anger at what's going on on the pitch and I you know I'm, I won't I won't criticise fans for doing it I wouldn't do it like yourself but I get the frustration that leads to that but the problem is 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 how how do we get out of this just before we'll we'll talk we'll we'll have the whole of the match uh, post match audio yesterday but this is what he said after the BBC interview when he was asked uh, when Bonner was asked how do we get out of this slump this is what he had to say just do the job we've done for two and a half years brilliantly and that will turn we know we're good and we know we can be good I know I'm good and I know the staff are good so we haven't got too many worries really we just got to get through this little period of time and that will turn and I know I've taken that out of context and in the BBC one he was critical of of quite a lot of things in that side and but I do think you know the inevitable. Uh, oh, it's time for it's time for a change, and that's probably management. Oh, it's time for a change. We need to bring new players. We know we need to bring new players in. We knew that at the start of the season. Um, we know there isn't much money, but you know that that can't be used as an excuse. We have to get what we can what we can get. And I think there will be players in in January. I think you know that seems to be that seems to be the message. I did see someone suggest that the reason why Bonner went for the uh, other interview was to try and force the hand of the board to put more money on the table uh, in January. I'm not sure whether that's true or not. I doubt whether it is, but it's an, it's an interesting concept. Um, but it, where, how are we going to get out of this? The problem, as I see it, is you ask somebody how do Cambridge play football at the moment, and in the past we've, we've been able to say, oh, tenacious defending uh, we've been able to say oh yeah we, we, we go, go get them on the break and, and score goals that way and now all you can say is how does Cambridge play football at the moment it's just badly yeah absolutely no, it's uh, the way that we describe it right now is, is, is one dimensional 
you know, long ball up to Joe Ironside. He tries to buy fouls more than anything. Uh, the ball's not sticking. Uh, don't play it into his feet. And I have to say, when we put the ball on the ground, and, you know, some of our, you know, minor attacking intent uh, from the team yesterday came from us putting the ball on the ground and moving the ball and passing the ball, you know, one-two touch football. If we did more of that, you know, we, we'd probably be doing a lot, lot better. But unfortunately, it's far too much long ball stuff into absolutely no one. Um, you know, the, the thing is, is I think the strike force, I, I don't know, it just needs to be rotated, moved, replaced, anything, just anything. None of them are doing their job right now. Our most creative player, Jack Lancaster, plays about 45 minutes, so, you know, he might play 70 minutes, but it's all out wide right. Well, if we're not creating anything, and he's our most creative player in the team, and he's you know he runs that players and tries to take players on and tries to do things. Why is he not playing in the number ten role? You know, and uh, you know defensively we're okay. Okay, yeah, we conceded a bad goal yesterday, but it, it's going forward. That's the issue. We've got wingers sitting on the pitch. Let the let the wingers run at people. Let the wingers do their job. Like try and take people on. Try and put good crosses in. Our crossing is is atrocious as well and um, you know we're, we're far too defensive at times you know we're far too negative and yesterday was a game where we should have gone out and tried to sort of attack and that is something that we need to do we just need to change something you know try and move people about bringing some of the youth team players anything I'd rather they tried that than just the same stuff that we've been used to recently which is it's just the same brand of football all the time Tim yeah, I, I, how you know for how long? How long have we been talking about you know Cambridge United excelling, not producing a plan B, and and we've done it under a number of managers now. It's it's nothing new, um, and like you say, yesterday we we continue to play the long ball and it just doesn't work. And I, I, I'm so glad you talked about uh, Ironside trying to manufacture fouls. I, I know that people get very annoyed that he's not protected and he's not given anything, but if you watch him, he gives as good as he gets in the pushing, pulling and grabbing stakes. And referees, we know, tend not to blow up easily for those kind of what, what everyone perceives as a foul. And, yeah, sometimes it's obvious people put their hand over the top of him and everything like that. But is he going to get the ball? Is the referee looking at, I, you know, whatever it is, he's not getting he's not getting as many fouls as some people think he should. But I think the problem is, is you know, he's been found out a little bit. That's the way he plays. And, and the problem then is that even when he gets the ball, there's literally nobody there for him to play on to. Um, and, yeah, we do play better with the ball on the ground and we do we do resort to doing that. But there's... we. we we don't we don't clear the ball anywhere apart from to them it's it, our clearances are kind of just hit and hope and generally they're not very good we do get some passing movements and we do look good when we go out wide and play down the wings but we we break our own momentum by going backwards too often and it seems to be that's that's the one thing that's stuck 
since the start of the season where we played out, we played across the back and out and, and made some good breaks and got goals and got results. Now we're just doing the playing out the back bit and we're going backwards and backwards. And when our passing's a little bit off, which is unfortunately far too often, we get a short pass, which leads to a bit of a panic, which then becomes another short pass, which leads to even more of a panic. And within three passes, we've given the ball away in a dangerous position. And it's just, you know, okay, we only conceded a goal yesterday. It could have been much more. But it, 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 there's just so many different things that, you know, I mean, if I, if I was Mark, I'd be looking at it and thinking, you know, what do we do? Where do we start? We've got we've got to pick something that we can, you know, we can pin on. And it, it's things like defending and uh, defending uh, set pieces and taking set pieces, whether it's a corner, whether it's a free kick, whatever it is, we just, you know, this is this is training ground stuff and we just don't even appear to be doing that very well. Yeah, that, that's the thing, isn't it? Is you know, it, it's the same stuff all the time. Um, you know, we don't take different types of corners or free kicks. Um, you know, the passing, as you say, is just completely one-dimensional. And when we've got the ball on the ground, it goes back to the centre halves. You know, we're, we're not quick at moving the ball fast enough. The wingers don't run beyond. You know, any, any players at all, they all sort of stop and, you know, get close to each other. But, I mean, when was the last time we've seen our full-backs over that? Something that we did really well last year. Like, you know, both George Williams and Harrison don't barely overlap anymore because um, we're so worried about, you know, trying to get them back the other way. And, um, yeah, as you say, you know, you're, you're spot on what you said with, with, with Joe Ironside is, you know, really, he's been found out. You know, they, they try to look to buy fee, looks to buy fouls, and you know, even the referees have cottoned on to it. But you know, if we played the ball into his feet, and as you said, you know, we, we run off him, um, you know, it, it will create space beyond him. But you know, none, none of the players seem to be able to do that at all. And then, you know, we, we tried, you know, Sam Smith and Harvey Nibs up front as well and you know we just sort of pump the ball into them to run on to but the ball seems to run out for a goal kick and uh, yeah I, I'm not sure <coughs> excuse me um, you know I'm not sure but just, just something we, we've just got to try something as you say you know there, there's no plan B with this team there hasn't been a plan B in this in this football team for you know even longer than, than Mark you know do we do we need some different voices around the players, you know, I, 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 yesterday I was thinking, you know, has Mark got to go because, you know, it just doesn't look like he's going to get a tune out of this team. <laughs> yeah, even me, oh, even dear. me for a little bit. So, um, but just something, something has to, something has to change. You know, something somewhere has got to change. We can't always keep using the injuries as an excuse. Um, because some of them were, were fringe players at the time. You know, Brandon Harold's not barely played. Before he got injured, uh, Fajiri Okunabire obviously was just coming in, you know, coming into the team from a long injury in the first place. And uh, Liam O'Neill was in and out of the side. The only sort of main starter at the time was uh, was Adam May. So, you know, I, I don't think we can always use injuries as an excuse. I think we, we've got a lot wrong. And like you said, you know, did, did Mark go for the rather job to try and get more money? Had a January window, I'm not sure, but we didn't have a good recruiting this summer at all. I think you know that that start that that was the start of it. We haven't really improved the squad either too much, 
And, um, you know, I think the question is, is, yeah, we, we can try and roll on to January, Tim, but who wants to come and play for us in January? Yeah. You know, <laughs> and, that, and this, is, this is the thing. We can't rely and keep saying we're going to do business in January because, you know, God knows what type of player that we're going to get in January that's willing to come and and play for us. So it's a, it's a very dangerous game, and you know we're in a you know we're in a position where you know as yeah we'll get players in. I'm sure we will, but I, you know we, we we haven't done our job properly in the summer really. And uh, yeah, I don't know. Let's uh, let's see uh, what we do. But yeah, something's got to change. Something's got to change really really quickly. Yeah, so I, I'm I'm amazed that the the, the bonnet the bonnet out is now uh, is now reaching you. I, my my I I think you obviously when you're in a slump like this, you have to look at everything. You have to look at um, the players. You have to look at the the, the manager, the backroom staff, and everything. I'll come on to a little bit more about that in a minute. But I, I'm still of the opinion that getting rid of Bonnet is not the answer. I would like to see see him try and put together a, a rescue package which will involve players in January um, we're still you know although we're just outside the relegation zone we're, we're, we're a few a few points off it we're only three points I think three points behind where we were at this stage last year um, so I, I don't think it's an all out panic yet I think let Bonner strengthen the side and let's see what happens then and I hope I'm, I hope that happens but I also hope that if it does happen we don't then get relegated so I want both I want the best of both worlds there, but I don't think I don't think the the knee jerk reaction, which is what you see at a lot of clubs of just getting rid of managers, is necessarily the thing. I think I think the players bear a lot of responsibility for this. And you're right, you can't keep talking about injuries because you know everyone gets injuries. Um, one thing I one thing I don't, I don't, I'm not sure whether I've mentioned this on that. I, I I wonder, and I don't know, and I I don't know whether I mean the club wouldn't say anything even if it was, is. You know, injuries and what appears to be a lack of gas in the tank at times. Is it anything to do, you think, with uh, Matt Walker leaving and, and his assistant uh, and, and a new regime coming in? Have they not quite got that fitness and conditioning right anymore? I mean, it's possible, you know, absolutely. And um, it just seems strange now that... <coughs> excuse me, you know, we we played all them games last year and it very rarely got mentioned um, at all about, you know, our fitness and, you know, we could see it at times, but we were still doing well. You know, we were still going out and performing and getting results. So, yeah, possibly maybe we just haven't got to grips with the new fit or the new fitness coach hasn't got to grips with the players yet or they're doing something different. Um and yeah, as you say, I mean, you know, October was incredibly heavy, you know, and I will give them that, you know, it was incredibly heavy on the players and the injuries didn't come at the right time. But like I say, you know, what, what's wrong with our youth team? Why can't we throw a few of them on the pitch? You know, youthful exuberance, like just something different. You know, it is something different because we haven't tried it before. Accrington tried it yesterday. <coughs> Excuse me, and they and they won, and they won convincingly. So, you know, but yeah, I think you you might have a little point in there, Tim. I think you know the the long term injuries as well seem to be interesting rather than just being short term niggles. So, but yeah, I don't know, I don't know, but you know, like Mark. He does deserve the time, actually. But 
you know, past January, if you're looking into March and things are still the same, then, you know, I think the question has to be asked about whether he's still the right man for the job in the, in March time. Yeah, yeah. I, I hope we do give him the time. Um, you know, he's everybody's invested a lot, in both him and the club and the club in him, and uh, it would be a shame if there was a knee-jerk reaction to it, although it is bad. I've just had a laugh. There's a, there's a text here from Lynchard. I thought it was one that hadn't come through properly because I see it on my screen and then often I have to go and read the whole thing in there. But it just says, uh, this week has, uh, it says, this will be a very quick text. This week has been absolutely... <clears throat> I can't say that on the, uh, on the radio. Uh, and that's it. That's literally all he's said. So uh, a very uh, concise summary of what's going on there. Um, one question, a very quick question, yes or no. Do you, do you give the opposing team uh, the towel for the long throw? Um, I don't think we have a choice. If we're going to use it, we have to. Oh, uh, right. I did. Wa- I did wonder whether that was that was the case, but yeah. that, that raised an awful lot of shouting in the stands when the when they scored off it as well, which was uh, ironic. Yeah. But there you go. Yeah, it's a, it's a role. <laughs> yeah, unfortunately, it, it, it's is interesting. Um, yeah, and I agree about the youth. I, you know, I don't know what 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 the what the the, the recall clause is on Liam Bennett's um, uh, time at Walsall, but you kind of just think, you know, I mean, he showed so much. Yes, he's a young lad and yes he's out to get experience at a different level before he comes in but we could do worse than bring him back uh, and, and try and see what we can get out of him because he was very impressive last time round but uh, I guess it, it is what it is um, we've kind of we've been going on for ages about this and we haven't talked about uh, next Saturday obviously FA Cup against Morecambe we've said uh, Big result for them in Plymouth, uh, uh, 5-1 win. Um, and the thing is, if you look at it, we got 41 grand um, plus the TV money, which I think was about 10 or 11. Um, so we're already up to 50 grand plus we get half. I don't know whether we've given uh, Kers and Ashton the half of the, uh, the, our half of their away game and then presumably half of the home game, which we have to. Um, but that's 50 grand uh, in the war chest for uh, February, for January. And then, you know, if we win against Grimsby, that's another 67 so you know how, how how good would that be to go into the January transfer window 120 grand richer it, it would be good um, I think we have to be realistic here though and uh, yeah probably can not to have that 120,000 in the in the kitty but yeah you're right you know really and truly by hook or by crook if we have to kick the ball against somebody's face and for them to score a goal for us, you know, or they, they do a bad back pass and it goes in and we, we sit out the rest of the game 1-0, um, you know, we, we need to try and win the game Saturday um, because, yeah, the, we, we could really do with the money, as you say, for, for January. Um, what we're going to do, more than likely, is probably collapse to another comfortable 2-0 defeat as a, as a minimum. But, um, yeah, they, they've just got to find a way. We've got to find a way. You know, we've got to try and do something. And yeah. Let's hope Mark, you know, spends this week on the training ground and just working on a few things and, you know, maybe try something a little bit different ready for Saturday. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Well, uh, hopefully that will be the case. Um, Matt, thanks very much uh, for joining us. We'll talk to you again uh, next week. Hope the uh, cough and cold is better on. It sounds like you need some fitness and conditioning, mate. Uh, perhaps you can yeah, just pop into the club. <laughs> talk to yeah, you later. No, no, make me run about. Take care, mate. Bye. Cheers. Uh, okay, so uh, this is what uh, Mark had to say um, following uh, the game. Oh, Mark, the, the poor runner, the Abbey, continues, unfortunately. How frustrated are you after that one today? 
Yeah, we are, because it wasn't very good. Um, the game wasn't a good game. I thought it was really poor level. Um, probably signified by the goal we concede, which makes the second half a lot more difficult. Um, I thought we were scrappy in the first half. The game's always got the potential to be scruffy at the moment. I think where both teams are and how they were. We spoke about that yesterday. We have to try and come out on top of the scruffy nature of the game and try to bring some control, but we didn't do that in the first half. Um, and we don't, we don't uh, defend the ball into our box from a long throw, which we've done a few times in the first half. That makes it harder um, because you need to create momentum then in the second half. And we, we came out and had a little bit more thrust about us early on, but we weren't able to sustain any pressure or change the momentum enough at all. So we weren't creative enough. And obviously we're massively struggling in that area at the moment in terms of our... Uh, quality with the ball to build our way up the pitch and create chances um, so we've got to do some work there and, and, and make sure we improve because at the minute we're a, we're a team that's finding it very very hard and um, yeah there's a frustration obviously for everybody because you want to come and see your team win and then you want to be entertained and you want to see a team that's flying but we're not at the moment we're certainly not here so um, it weren't too long ago we put in some decent performances and I actually thought last weekend was a decent performance but today wasn't enough um, and the problem is that we haven't put games together back to back at the moment at all for a long time and that's where we've got to, um, we've got to do to put some results together and, and get some points. Yeah, first half, I mean, you mentioned it already. I mean, there's not a great deal to be positive about, unfortunately. And then the goal, I mean, it was the timing of it was 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 not something that worked in your favour. And as you pointed out, could have been defended a lot better. It's just getting first to the ball, isn't it? Yeah, first to the ball and then wherever it drops on the next bit. And, and we did that a few times, but you know you're going to have to defend your box and, and lots of areas against these because they are threatening on a set play. That, that, is, that is a big strength of theirs. So we knew that and we worked that, but we didn't do it. Um, and, and if you can get to half-time at nil-nil and try to in, inject a little bit more into the team because the first half was a poor poor performance and a poor game, really, um, we've, got to, we've got to make sure that we, um, we see those moments through. But in the end, um, we don't deserve to be the winning team today, so we're not. And um, more often than not, I think you get what you deserve. In the second half... Very early on, introducing Charlotte Tracy, a bit more thrust, a bit more drive about the, the side. I'm, I'm assuming that was the aim. Absolutely, yeah. We needed to get some pace to, to try and threaten their back of the, the back of their team. Um, we had some good opportunities to get 1v1 and down the sides of people, flashed a few across the goal. But um, And then obviously we made uh, the change with Seiku, with Sam, to try and get that attacking threat on. Seiku had a few little moments where he burst beyond or had a shot from distance that was probably, our, I think, our one on target in the game. Um, but we're lacking in we're lacking in the a little bit um, how we build our way up and, and a little bit in the speed and the tempo and we were too slow at times on the ball today and and against a team that press hard um, they stole the ball off us too often and we didn't have enough uh, angles quality tempo to to cause them problem. In terms of the the shot from Seiku, I think you're right. It was the only shot on on target, and you know it, it's something we've talked about once or twice over the last few weeks in terms of the lack of goals. Six league games here at the Abbey without scoring. Now you can understand the the fans' frustration at times. Yeah, I mean they should understand we're frustrated too. Um, we don't want to be that team. Attempts on target, you want them obviously, but you need attempts mainly because you can hit the bar and the crossbar or it whistle over and it doesn't count as on target. So on target is deceiving stats sometimes. Overall chance creation is where we've got to be better. Last pass, last cross, uh, individual bits of quality in order to create more good chances is going to be is going to be important and we lacked quality in that area today massively i actually thought we were a bit more creative last week but we haven't been anywhere near our creative best at the moment we know that and while we are trying to grind our way through this period we've got to grind out results and make sure we don't give cheap goals away which obviously we we did and then that changes the complexion of the game 
Having said that, we're not. No one in the dressing room's happy with the results or the performances at the moment. I think big picture, we're three points or four maybe behind where we were at this stage last season. Um, but I think performances-wise, we, we know we've got to do better. Um, and while we are this squad and, and no one else is coming back into it, it's up to everyone to to show the desire, work ethic, personality to, to deliver performances that can get us some results because we've seen it against Bolton, we've seen a decent level against Peterborough, we saw an excellent performance at Wickham, but we haven't put them together often enough. Yeah, as well as the disappointing element, certainly at the, the, the back end of the pitches, you went into this one with three straight clean sheets and there was a platform to build on, Mark. Yeah, and that's a nice stat, but we know who two of them came against and they should really. So um, we, we, we've certainly been harder to create chances against in recent weeks and we haven't conceded anywhere near the number of goals that we had been or um, it, it's not... It's not been so easy to create chances against us. More often than not, it's been on counter-attacking situations, which is us turning the ball over in the attacking half of the pitch, which is where we have to improve. We know we've got to be better with the ball and we've got to work on that when we get a chance to. Um, but we are really torn at the moment with A, the amount of time we've had on the grass and, and B, the amount of players we're nursing through from one game to the next and just trying to get get through what's been a brutal spell for us and it's it's obvious that the, the confidence of the players is a little bit shot at the minute and we are really missing a few in the team as well but there is actually nothing we can do about those things other than get a head down and grind our way through it and um, I, I think some of the players in there have seen these moments before and you know you can turn it so that's our job now. Yeah, it's the, the, the lack of league wins at the moment turning into something more worrying perhaps Mark when you look at league table? No, we've got more wins than we had last year. The lack of draws is actually concerning. Draw that game. Um, it's, it's the lack of defeats that's too many. We, we need to add points to the game, but um, I think we only had six, maybe seven wins after 19 games last year. So wins-wise, we're actually doing OK. In this block, we're probably going into this block of five games, three points behind where we need to be. And in this block, we need probably three points from the last game in order to achieve what we want to. We're not actually a million miles away points-wise from where we need to be to achieve what we all know is the obvious target this season. Um, but some of the performances recently haven't given us enough of a platform to get those results. So we've got to improve that first because I think if we improve the level of performances or the consistency of those, then we'll get the results as they turn through. Um, but it's up to us to dig the players out of it a little bit. That's my responsibility to try and get them to do that. And there's to um, just show the personality in order to, to want to. Certainly is. Uh, I, I thank heaven for the good start to the season, otherwise we could be in even more trouble. Uh, we'll see where we are next week. Um, at least we'll see if we can put together a decent performance. Uh, we'll take a break and we'll come back and we'll talk about all of the rest of the football. Broadcasting from the city centre. On FM, digital and your mobile. Cambridge 105 Radio. From the terraces on Cambridge 105 Radio. Okay, so let's talk about uh, Cambridge City. Cambridge City had uh, a great result against, uh, well, it, it, it's weird, against a Chase Town side that last year I think finished second in the league. They're currently 15th in the league for three places below City. Um, shouldn't be there. They have got some games in hand, admittedly, uh, which should move them back up to the middle of the table and their form is starting to come good at the moment. Uh, but a fantastic 1-0 win. Daniel Cotton, who's now scored three in three uh, since he joined the club um, uh, got the penalty early on and uh, they then defended uh, amazingly this is what uh, Robbie had to say after the game an interesting game uh, against Chase Town, a team that did really well last year, but uh, is really you know, not 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 doing that well uh, this time this time round but uh, a fantastic win for you yeah absolutely Tim you know we you know on paper you look at their team it's 
I think it's changed. one player's different from last season. So, you know, they, they were second last year, missed out on the, in the playoffs. But, you know, we, we knew going there, you know, their home record was very good. And we knew going there was going to be extremely difficult. And, you know, it was made even more difficult with the news that Benny Nolan uh, wasn't fit to take part. So, you know, we had to rejig a few bits. And, and also Bradley Goffard's been ill all week. So, you know, he... Having played so well last week, he stepped out. So it was, um, you know, it would have been nice to go into that game on the back of, you know, the two victories with an unchanged team. But sadly, it wasn't to be. And and to be fair, Jake Batsby came in, did really well. Yeah, it, you know, we, we got the early goal and and we defended really, really well. You know, Taylor and uh, Yao and Joe Welsh uh, and, and the two fullbacks were outstanding. You know, dealt with everything that whether it was the winger running at them, centre-forward play, crosses in the box, they were they were outstanding. And, you know, to limit a team that had so much possession to probably one shot that Joe's had to save, you know, it's credit to the, the boys' work, work rate, the desire and the and the hunger to keep a clean sheet. And and it was great to watch, you know. we, we After the game, we took lots of plaudits from, from, from the opposition. And, you know, the way we defended as a team was gives us great belief and, and like I said last week you know hopefully things are starting to change for us we're getting a bit of a rubber of the green here and there and like I say the two new signings we brought in as well you know they've made a massive difference to the group you know Dan Cotton third goal in three games Tom Wormsley you know his hold up plays link up play with uh, Ryan Ingrie and the rest of the boys was was superb and, and the work ethic that, that they all showed was yeah, it was credit to to what we're trying to to do now, and and we're you know looking up rather than down, and you know we head into next week with with real confidence, get another three points. Yeah, and you you, you look at it obviously. I mean, you mentioned the the incoming uh, Wormsley and Cotton, and and not lost since then. It's uh, three wins on the bounce across uh, all competitions. It's four wins in five across all competitions. Um, you, you said it was it was kind of uh, it, it was starting to come together, and it certainly looks that way at the moment. Yeah, it, you know, I spoke at length, sort of even last season. You know, our sort of inability to when we're dominating games and we have good chances to to take those chances. And, you know, I know it was a penalty yesterday, but it was created by Dan. Um, you know, good wing play, cut in, looked to whip the ball in and the lad's arms up. And, you know, it was a penalty, you know, because <laughs> the arm was up high. So it was, you know, it is a, you know, a definite penalty for us. And, you know, the the goals that we're scoring now, you know, we, we're on top in games and, and we we're taking those chances. You know, we, we started to get into our stride a little bit and, you know, maybe we could have got one or two more yesterday. But, you know, credit where credit's due. They defended really well. They're a good team. And we'll take a 1-0 victory on the road any day of the week. You know, you don't get any more points for it. Um, so it's a, it's a it's a great place to go and win. And, you know, like you say, it's, you know, if we can continue, you know, in that when we dominate games, take our chances, we know defensively, that we're a very good team. You know, with Yao and Taylor, I don't think there's a better centre-half pairing in the league. I think they, they've got everything, uh, certainly for step four. You know, they're aggressive, they're tall, they're, they've got a bit of pace, they, they're good in the air. You know, it, for us, they're, you know, having them back together has been massive. And also, you know, hopefully, as we go forward, we can have a settled back four or five, you know, that can get into a bit of a, a routine and a, and, a, and a run of things where 
you're used to being in that team. And, you know, we've got a lot of experience now within the group. We've still got quite a lot of young lads in there as well. So it's a good mix at the moment. And, you know, long may it continue the, the run we're on. Like I say, it's four from five. And the game we lost was Stanford. So, you know, you look at how we've sort of come on in the last few weeks. It's, it's And it, a lot of it's credit to the boys for, you know, sticking in there. You know, I spoke a lot about confidence and and it's sometimes been a little bit fragile. And, mm-hmm. you know, the, the confidence that's flowing through at the moment, we had a real good shape yesterday. And, and, and everyone was doing their jobs. And it's, you know, you can see that we didn't really look like conceding yesterday. For, for the amount of possession they had, you know, they were shooting from 30 yards, 25 yards, you know. We don't mind that, you know, because we yeah. feel we've got a very good keeper that will stop that. But, yeah, really pleased with how things have, have changed over the last sort of month. And hopefully it will continue to, to be good. And it's interesting, next next couple of games, uh, uh, two two different challenges. You've got Bedworth next week, just above you in the league, but you have got a game in hand over them. That could be key to getting you into the uh, top 10. And then uh, Hales Owen the week after that, which, uh, you know, enough said about them, you know, only second only to Stanford, who were running away a little bit, but uh, a, a real big challenge. Yeah, and, I, you know, they're the challenges we want. You know, we want to be tested. You know, Bedworth next week, they're, other than Stanford, if you look at the last sort of five or six games, they're probably the the most informed team. So, you know, that'll be a very tough game. And how's Owen, you know, they've changed their manager recently and they've been a little bit up and down of late, you know, win one, lose one. But, you know, we go there, you know, we've, we've, we've performed really well against the top sides. And, you know, we've beat Sporting Castle, we're sitting in third, we've beaten, you know, we've beaten a couple of teams up that are up in there and we've also drawn with the likes of Corby Spalding you know so we go there with you know every confidence to get a result you know like yesterday people are sitting there going oh that was a bit of a you know drab game or you know look at their team on paper and like I said to their man at night that will change for them because they've got too many good players in their group for it not to and and that's what made yesterday such a, a massive win I know you look at the table and they're down the the lower reaches, but they certainly won't be there yeah. for long because yeah. of what they've got. You know, they, the two lads that they've got up front, you know, both got 30 odd goals last season and, and the boy Langston was named player of the season. So, you know, it's, they've got some real quality. Um, so, you know, we just got to keep going and doing what we do, worry about ourselves, do what we're good at. And like I say, it's a home game against Bedworth. Hopefully we can, uh, we can get another positive result and, and like you say, we can close the gap to them with the game in hand. So, you know, we, we want to finish as far as we can and we'll just take game by game and see where that takes us. And, you know, we, we're hoping to bring one more in this week. So, you know, there will be one or two that, you know, may have to go elsewhere just because there's we have no reserves, we have no no other football for the lads that aren't playing. So it'll be a good chance to get sort of two or three out to get some minutes this week over the next month. And then, yeah, we'll we'll see see where we are at Christmas, and then who knows? Who knows for the new year? Yeah, who knows? <laughs> uh, so uh, City are back up in twelfth place now. That's where they were at the uh, start of the season, uh, three games in after that start. Um, uh, back up there now, and uh, starting to look really good for them. So hopefully, it will continue to move that way. The influx of uh, Wormsley and uh, Dan Cotton, obviously, being a real success, getting people back uh, has helped. And uh, with the rumours, well, not with the rumours, with the with the fact that there's going to be a new player hopefully in as well this week. Um, certainly. Uh, 
uh, good times uh, for City at the moment. Uh, on a Histon front, um, they unfortunately lost 2-1 to runaway league leaders uh, Rugby Town. Um, they, they actually went one up just before half-time and then played the second half against 10 uh, players but uh, couldn't keep on for the win. I spoke to Lance this morning. This is what he had to say uh, following uh, that performance. Lance, it was uh, Rugby Town uh, yesterday, a 2-1 loss, um, despite playing uh, the uh, most, uh, well, mo- uh, more than half the game uh, against 10 men. Yeah, it was one of those that got away to him yesterday, really. Um, I thought the first half, we matched them physically the way we, we wanted to play. We stifled them. We slowed their game down because they can pass the ball very, very well. Uh, their front two are very good. And the way we went about our game plan kind of worked yesterday. And then we got our just, just rewards with about six minutes to go before half-time with, uh, not sure who the header was from, but clear clear handball on the line, um, straight standing off. And then Max dispatched the penalty to go one the up with about five minutes to go before the end of the first half. And then for the last sort of six, seven minutes of that first half, we kind of hit the self-destruct button because we went one the up against the league leaders, like rabbits in headlights type thing where we, then lost our shape, lost our formation, lost our discipline in the last five minutes, and they equalised through a poor goal from us defensively. Um, and you're going at one-one when really we should have been at one-nil, and, the, and the, whole, the half-time team talk would have been so much different. I guess the the, the positive to take out for, of it though is that uh, you did go up one-nil uh, against the league leaders, uh, runaway league leaders as well. So uh, uh, that that bodes well for for the coming games. Yeah, hopefully. I mean, like the second half, again, we did, you know, against 10 men, they were very organised. Like I say, they're a good side. So sometimes with 10 men, they're harder to break down. And that's certainly what they did you know, yeah. for the next 45 minutes. They relied on set pieces and they scored from one. Um, and Jordan Wilson scored another header against us. I think that's three he's got this season. You know, two for rugby and one for Lutterworth now. Um, and we, we said that he was a danger at set pieces getting across men. And we had to try and stop his runs and... We didn't do that for the second goal. Um, and then we kind of just huffed and puffed, you know, and they slowed the game down. I think it was about seven minutes at a time at the end because they just tried to kill the game off. And they were very professional in what they did. You know, there's there's not a weak point in their side. So to take them to the wire like we did yesterday was was pleasing. But also, we won't get a better chance to, him to sort of get something out of the game. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, into two games coming up, uh, Coventry and Desborough. Coventry uh, are just above you um, in the league. Coventry United, that is. Uh, just above you in the league, two points ahead of you. But uh, they do have games in hand, so that'll be an important one to kind of set a marker down for where you're at. And then yeah, Desborough, after that, 13th in the uh, the league. Um, so uh, some, some, some interesting games coming up. Yeah, and, and hopefully, you know, they play each other, would you believe, on Wednesday night. So I should go and watch them both on Wednesday night. So hopefully get a heads up on what they're like. We spoke to Rugby yesterday about Coventry. They said they're a very young and energetic side. So I think I know what to expect as such. So And we played Desborough twice already this season. So, yeah, two very big games for us in terms of where we are in the league right now in terms of, and Coventry having games in hand on us. So, you know, yesterday's performance was pleasing. So if we can take that kind of momentum to the green to next Saturday and train well this week, then hopefully we can get a good positive result next weekend. And uh, we get into that stage uh, where the weather starts to become a factor, especially with all the rain we've had recently. How's the uh, bridge holding up at the moment? It was it was soft in places yesterday, but it was actually in very good condition. Uh, Mark's done a great job on it this year. Uh, I think obviously the last two or three years have been prepping it and getting it to where it is now. 
Um, the pitch held held up really, really well yesterday. You know, yes, it was soft in places, but it's full coverage of grass and it's, you know, it's playing really well when everyone comments on it every time they come to the ground. And sitting ninth currently in the table, if this one's up to date, at least anyway. Um, uh, so uh, a, a good position to be in as you move, as we start to get to the end of November um, and then into uh, the, uh, the the Christmas period. Um, uh, I guess you, you you could obviously be happier, but not too, not too concerned at the moment about where you sit. Not concerned where we sit. Um, like I said, we've had a tough run of games. We said this to the players of the day, the the run of fixtures haven't been kind to us. I think we played, or we will have played pretty much five out of the top seven home and away before Christmas. So it will be, it's, it's a tough start in that sense, if that's the case, that the teams that have beaten us are all the ones above us. So we know that the teams where we have to pick up points are the likes of Coventry United and Desborough Town. So mm-hmm. these games are important to us. And if we can, like you say, finish say Christmas in that top sort of seven, seven, eight, six, six even, we're making good steps forward, Tim. Yeah, and I think uh, they're they're in a good position uh, as we come into uh, the end of the year. So uh, long may that continue. We'll take a quick break and we'll come and talk about the uh, women's football. Across the city and South Cambridgeshire. Cambridge 105 Radio. From the terraces on Cambridge 105 Radio. So, uh, sad news at Cambridge City. Rob Coles, uh, who took over from Tim Rapley as manager for the start of this season, uh, has parted company with them. Uh, they appear to have a game against Cambridge Rangers, not been able to talk to them uh, this week. Uh, I'm not quite sure when Rob left. We couldn't get him last week, so it may have been earlier, but there's been nothing on the uh, on the Twitter feed or the website about it. Um, but um, it is what it is there. They, I say Cambridge Rangers today, possibly, according to the Twitter feed, I presume that's either a friendly or more likely a cup game. Uh, they didn't play last week because the Hounslow game was postponed due to uh, a lack of players at Hounslow which is interesting because United are uh, playing Hounslow this week. Uh, admittedly it's a home game for Hounslow so probably easier to get players. Spoke to uh, Darren Marjoram after the uh, after the uh, United game yesterday. This is what he had to say about where the uh, women's team are at the moment. Darren, it was uh, a friendly last week against the uh, Spurs Academy a, a 3-2 uh, loss but uh, a good game really good game yeah and, and did exactly what we wanted it to do it gave us a chance to get everybody some good minutes and took the lead twice in the game actually and uh yeah really dominated the ball nicely especially in the first half when we had the opportunities to so for, from that perspective i was really pleased with the game uh it was just good to fill a gap there with a with a good competitive fixture and uh yeah we was we're really grateful to spurs to, to give us that opportunity and as you say time on the pitch for a number of players some recovering from injury some perhaps on the fringe of the squad you, you're pleased with what you saw from those yeah very pleased and we, and we actually switched formation as well in the second half so I gave something else a go and speaking to, uh, to to the Spurs coaching team after the game they were really pleased with the game as well they said it gave them a good challenge and you know their players had to try and work out the change of formation um, so yeah all in all really, really good it gave us lots of positives we, we, we saw people getting back to getting match fit and, and we saw people who've recently been playing very well in the team continue that so that was another positive from it so yeah very, very pleased with the, the, the outcome of the day and hopefully it's back into league action uh, today. Um, always a bit difficult. Hounslow, unfortunately, uh, in a position where struggling for players. And last week they cried off against uh, Cambridge City, but at the moment the game is on. Yeah, game on at the moment. Um, we, we think it probably helps them with the game being at home, to be honest. Um, all being well uh, means that the players don't have trouble. They are they are thin on numbers. Um, you know, you have to feel sorry for them, but they're getting to a point of the season now where I'm sure the league are putting them under pressure that they have to play games. So, uh, yeah, we, we, we'd looking forward to the game all being well it's on and um, an, another chance for us to try and continue our good performances of recent times and looking at their results you'd be looking to uh, stretch out against them a bit and try and try and put some goals past them 
Yeah, um, definitely. But but equally, I think you know a part of of what's been nice recently for us is the way we've played. So we've started to dominate the ball a bit more. We're starting to make sure that we control the game at the tempo we want it to be, and that's really important. Um, you know, because we mustn't go into games like this and start to think that we have to change the way we play because it's an opportunity for three points. What we have to do is stick to the performance levels that we've had recently, and and trust ourselves that you know even if it doesn't happen in the first 15, 20 minutes, the goals will come and the game will come our way. So it, it'll be a big test for us, I think, in some ways because it'll be a chance for us to try and continue that level of performance against a side who have been struggling and mentality wise we have to stick to what we do well and, and not get drawn into something that we don't want to be and with the uh, extra opportunity to run out do you expect to have uh, the players that you want available available yeah most of them we've we've got a couple ruth hasn't trained recently um through illness so yeah she's she's one who's sort of like just about maybe uh, ready to play uh we've got a couple of players sydney naylor who we signed last week should be fit and available for this week so we're looking forward to that alicia has struggled a little bit recently with injury but um you know we've got rachel kosky and, and other people who weren't available in the, in the last couple of games available so yeah squad wise i'm i'm fairly happy with it and uh Hopefully we, we can go out there with the performances of, of late times. That's weird. Both of us said available, available once. Uh, <laughs> don't know why that matters, but there you go. Um, uh, that's all we've got time for uh, this week. Uh, thanks very much to everyone who has taken part, uh, to Matt, to Robbie and to Lance and also to Darren as well. Um, come back again next week. Still plenty to talk about, hopefully with an FA Cup win under our belt and hopefully, or more importantly, with a better performance. Um, but uh, we shall see. Uh, stay on Cambridge 105 Radio. Tony Barnfield up uh, first in his uh, uh, magazine show and then Classical Cambridge after that. Pete Butcher's Jazz today. Polish Waves at 5 o'clock. Cambridge Film Show at 6. Big Band Show at 7. Let the Good Times Roll with Jackie Bond at 8. Queer Cambridge 9. Stagger at 10. And then finishing out with Robert Louis Abramson's under Eve, Evening Under Lamplight. Thanks very much for joining us. We shall uh, talk to you all again next week. If you're like me, you've got a family and a business and you want to protect what's most important when the chips are down. With Woodfine Solicitors, that's exactly what happens. I got a bespoke legal service from a friendly expert team. They really listened to what was going on and tailored their recommendations to my situation, which was, well, that's another story. Anyway, the best thing was that it all happened online. A few simple clicks and I had my quote. That freed up time to focus on... Everything else. Get the help you need when you need it most. Visit woodfinds.co.uk or call Cambridge 411421. Woodfinds, cutting through the red tape. This is Cambridge 105 Radio, bringing community radio to our city. Lee Chambers has been speaking to poet Ian McMillan. Community radio that you work in has been such a lifeline in the pandemic. And I think community radio is taking on the space that before that commercial local radio had and as we know that's now become much more bland there's, there's not a lot happening creatively whereas community radio can be the real voice of a community 